0: Hi readers, I'm Jordan and I'm Katie and welcome to not another heroine the podcast where we break down the best and worst fictional heroines Those swashbuckling ladies who have to work a little harder than expected
1: for their happy ending Want to see what's next on our tbr list subscribe to us on youtube or follow us on instagram for a sneak peek at upcoming content or to help us pick our next book pick of the week it is the pick of the week pick of the week uns 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 pick of the week uh 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 done that is my favorite one so far <laughs> we're getting a little it's like in the afternoon of recording and i feel like i'm a little like spicier as the day goes on so
0: you've had a warm up yep. so you know the voice can go higher
1: <laughs> yeah they're probably shattered windows again so if you just like got your uh you know windows repaired from last week uh i'm sorry <laughs> I will not be taking financial responsibility, though. So,
0: <laughs> well, it's it's my pick of the week this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I cannot go that high. My voice will not <laughs> cooperate with me, so That's you're slightly protected on my end. <laughs> but this week, this week I'm talking about a
1: book. Oh, really?
0: <laughs> I had no idea. Okay.
1: <laughs> sorry that was snarky. my brain
0: just went no uh, <laughs> that's totally well deserved there um spin the dawn mm-hmm. i do not remember the author's name um i should probably Gooks. look that up so this is a very popular book right now elizabeth like, you'll Lin- see it
1: on- uh, elizabeth Lim.
0: elizabeth Lim. okay mm-hmm. so this book um, I found through book talk or uh, bookstagram or it, it's just everywhere right now it's very popular um and deservedly so it's it's pretty darn good mm-hmm. um so it is a set in like an Asian myth like mythology fantasy setting mm-hmm. which I think we're seeing more of yeah um in pu- like publishing now there's several books that kind of uh, dive into like the other side of the world that folklore mm-hmm. which is really nice to see it's kind of a nice um step away from what we've been reading all the time yeah um so very generally our heroine is a tailor, like a uh seamstress except she so she's the daughter
1: of like this very well-known um taylor is that what they call him taylor um, I think so. I cannot think of another word for that, but there might be like a more
0: old-timey <laughs>
1: word. Yeah.
0: Um so her father has this had a very successful like um clothing shop, tailor, dress that kind of thing. And in this world it was very much a mans Job Like women are seen, not heard, like mm-hmm. they can help, but they can never have like a full profession like that. But she is out of all of this man's children, like she is the most talented, the one that's most qualified to take over the family business. And her mother dies like early on um, in her childhood. And so she's left to kind of like take care of her brothers and her father and also help the business. And she kind of keeps things going and she keeps the business going with her like excellent work. And the plot kind of takes off when this messenger from the king emperor arrives in the village, demanding that her father um, go come to the palace to participate in this sewing competition. Like, uh, what's that show called? Um, oh, Fashion Project Runway. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Fashion runway. Or next in next in fashion, I think, is
0: the new (laughs) Netflix like (laughs) spin-off. Um, and help make this um like wardrobe for the king's bride Mm -hmm. or the emperor's bride, because the country was recently at war and they had this kind of very tenuous peace agreement with the battling country, and the daughter of that warlord agreed to marry the king for like a for peace. And so they have this, I guess, trial of all of the famous tailors and dressmakers in the country convened on the palace to make this beautiful wardrobe for the queen to be. And so her father cannot do it. He's like, nope, he, he hasn't been sewing. It's really been her. And she wants to go, and she can't. So, <laughs> shockingly, she disguises herself as a boy and poses as her father's son, and goes to the palace to participate in this competition. I'm um, a fancy clothes.
1: Seeing a theme here, Jordan. Uh, I, w- <laughs> I mean, we all love wanna... a girl who takes her father's place by dressing up as a man. But uh, back to back. <laughs>
0: I know I was on a kick like I read both I, I, I read a girl called Samson and um, spend the dawn like within a week of each other so it was just like I get into like a trope yep. like trap and that's all I read and then I get burnt out and I never touch it again yep, so it happens um, yeah so she gets to the palace she her disguise is working way better than the last girls yeah <laughs> and, Um, she starts making these Beautiful gowns as part of the competition. And every all these tailors that she's competing against are like, you young whippersnapper, Mm -hmm. like, who do you think you are? And before she left to go to the palace, her father gave her a pair of scissors that belonged to her grandmother that were, I don't know, have some sort of mysterious property to them. And she's in the first or second trial of making this this dress thing and her competitors sabotage her, like completely destroy her work in the middle of the night. And there's no time. So she takes these scissors and she kind of seems to get possessed by the scissors. And like they take over and make this magical dress for her and it outshines everybody. Um, and this is only like a third of the way through the book. Yeah. Like this. <laughs> I remember because I read this you've book. Because you read this too, right? Yeah.
1: I read it like a while ago. And I remember it takes you through the ringer. Like this book, I don't think it's that long, but it feels long. Like not in a bad way, but there's just like so much that happens that you're like, I'm a third of the way in and it feels like this is the end. Like what the fuck is going to happen next?
0: <laughs> this easily could have been like a duology. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like with both parts kind of fleshed out more. There's also a mysterious sorcerer figure that is accompanying the king and his bride-to-be and judging the trials. And he's very, like, charismatic and mysterious and seems to kind of see through her I'm-a-boy disguise right away. (laughs) Uh Yeah, Wonder wonder why he does that. Interesting. Uh, (laughs) So as I was reading this... um, I got this very much reminded me of a character I read as a kid, hmm. which is um so the character's name is Numer Numar from Tamora Pierce's Wild Magic series. Oh uh, okay. and so yeah, so the sorcerer dude in this book has kind of the same energy, same vibes as that character hmm. so if you know that book and grew up with it and have have acknowledged the very problematic <laughs> themes in that in that series and yeah. are okay with it um no problematic themes here uh but very similar character um but without kind of going into everything that happens in this book i don't really think we have the time to do that mm-hmm. um it's it's like broken into i would say three sections of action Mm -hmm. so we have the trials at the beginning which she wins miraculously Um, and then she gets sent off on this quest
1: oh yeah I remember this part okay
0: yeah and what I kind of forgot to bring up before is that the bride to be of the king is like a raging
1: bitch Mm -hmm. (laughs) yep I remember that distinctly
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah and so she is like she's against this marriage she feels betrayed by her father she didn't want to go into this and there's kind of like a subplot going on with like her bodyguard
1: that was in love with her oh yeah um this book was yeah. so and there like, was so much I, going on like as you're talking i'm so like much. oh shit that <sighs> happened in that same book too <laughs>
0: Yeah. And like I said raging bitch, but I said that lovingly because I really (laughs) do like like that character a lot. And I hope that the second book, which I think is out already in this series, um, hopefully it has more of her, like the Princess Bride to be character and her her story. Um, So she basically demands that the winner of the trial takes on this quest to um, like spin the tears of the sun and weave the light of the moon and something with the stars and these impossible tasks. And cause she wants to delay the marriage. Like that's the only way she can think of this bride to be princess. Like, Oh, I'm going to give these impossible tasks to the tailor. So she cannot finish my wedding gown. And therefore I don't have to get married. Great logic here. And so, um, our heroine again, don't remember her name. I'm really bad at remembering <laughs> names. So she agrees. Cause she really doesn't see that she has any other choice. And by this point, her, um, identity is revealed to be a woman. Oh, and the like, yeah. Just doesn't really care. Like, he's like, just get the job done. Like, really? Um, and the king's mage, charismatic wizard type, um, <laughs> uh, accompanies her on this quest to do these impossible tasks. And so they set off on this, like, desert adventure. Um, and this is like, this is the middle of the book. So... <laughs> You you have so much love yeah. to go through. Um, mm. They basically, in short, complete these tasks, make it back to the king, and she presents these um, magical dresses, gowns, shoes, etc., to the bride. Now, I won't reveal um, the mighty twist at the <laughs> end of this book. Um, I mean, it's not a huge twist, but the heroine makes a deal with an entity, and. It's a choice that I think some reviewers really disagreed with, Mm. with um, when I first was first reading this um, book, I I, like probably you do as well and a lot of readers, like I go through like the first five reviews, like how I read who hated it, who loved it. And like, there's some middle ground in there. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people had issues with the choice that this heroine makes with regards to the deal. Mm. And that's kind of where the book leaves off. I mean, I didn't really talk about the romance subplot. It happens. It's kind of meh. Yeah. Like, I wasn't really impressed by it. Like, there was no buildup. There was no tension. There was no excitement. It's like, oh, yeah, I can see this one coming. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, there it is. Yeah. And okay, there's our fourth drama. I think I had the same um,
1: impression. It was just like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, well, yeah, there it is. Now it's a fantasy and, romance.
0: <laughs> yeah, it kind of... You really need to stand out <laughs> to to be memorable yeah. or to engage the reader in this genre now. So um, that said, I did like read this book in a few days. Like I didn't stay up late to read it, but it was pretty darn good. Hmm. And I haven't read the second book yet. So like it's not so much of a cliffhanger that you'll be forced to immediately start reading the second one. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like if you've loved it, then yeah, <laughs> maybe. But yeah.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Uh, so three books similar. So if you like this one, what should you read next or vice versa?
0: Um, for like a similar Asian folklore mythology setting, uh, Daughter of the Moon Goddess Mm, mm -hmm. is fantastic. It's kind of got the same pacing, like, I don't want to say pacing issue, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot that goes on and like, it's hard to have tension build up because there's so much that happens.
1: Yeah.
0: but that's a that's a good one. If you liked this, I would say that um, this woven kingdom hmm. is similar in language and vibe. Okay. Um, completely different setting, <laughs> um, but it's it's got like a yeah, like a feel mm-hmm. is similar to this book. Yeah. And then there should be one more. I had
1: it, and now I don't. Really <laughs> it, this one kind of reminds me of um. So on the one hand, it kind of gives me the same vibes as uh, Cinder. It's like the Cinderella retelling. It's kind of more like YA than um, new young adult or whatever, or new adult. Um, And then it also, did you ever read, it's called like Ghost Bride, I think. Mm -mm. Um, Ghost Bride. Let me pull it up. Yeah, The Ghost Bride by, I'm going to butcher this name, uh, Yang Zi Chu. Super good. I feel like it has the same kind of like mythical kind of like um, magic-y undertones to it. Uh, The same kind of like encompassing, I don't know, magic. I just imagine, you know, like fog um, and like fancy, crazy uh, spirit world stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Same vibe. Oh, okay. And then there's... It came to me. So, I mentioned I mentioned earlier that the hero is very much similar to like Tamora Pierce's. Oh one yeah, of yeah, Pierce's yeah. Characters. Mm-hmm. Basically, anything that that author wrote would be in the same kind of. I could
1: see that. Yeah, it kind of has that like epic fantasy. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, from Jordan Shelf to yours, we will see you on the next page. readers if you'd like to help us pick our next book send us a message on instagram
0: or if you'd like to just listen we post new episodes every monday on spotify amazon or apple music thanks for listening